Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your hosts, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your college basketball betting this season. Get analysis of every play, prop, and point at BetOnline. You'll find the latest odds, bracket contests, team matchups, and game trends at BetOnline. Updated odds for everything from live games, the conference championships, right through the Final Four and championship game. BetOnline is your college basketball headquarters this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary 76ers point guard Eric Snow and my brother Tajan Dash. Guys, uh, season's over, and now that we have 54 wins, uh, it's the best record we've had since Eric Snow's 76ers squad from back in the day. I mean, right. amazing. What, what do you think about that, Eric? About that. That's pretty good. You know, hopefully, they can make a run like we did and finish it off. Yeah. Like we did. You know, that's that'll be even better. If we get there, it's a win in my book, right? I mean, that's what everyone keeps saying. All, all, all it's a positive, but you still want to come home with the um, with the trophy. Yeah. Well, we came home with a trophy. We just didn't come home with the big trophy. <laughs> it was the one you came to get. Yeah, yeah. We came home with the Eastern Conference. We got a banner, division and banner, you know, division, conference, banners. They're still up, but, you know, we didn't get the one that only one team gets. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least you lost to one of the best teams, like in you know, last like thirty years. So that's good. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Still don't make it feel better, but that's true. I, I know. I was going to say people always say that. <laughs> you lost to the best team ever. It's like, yeah, yeah I don't yeah, care yeah. about that. <laughs> Great, you know. Yeah. That loss. You, know, you lose, Sue, and I, you lose. You lose. You lose. Yep. Yeah. Well, loss is still in that sentence. I will say, even if, if we don't. You know, win the whole thing this year. Hey, at least our G League team, you know, finally three years in a row getting the championship and finally winning one. That's pretty huge. That's good. Yeah. Man, winning championship at any level is great, man. Yeah. yeah. That was cool. My kids celebrate winning, you know, middle school. They win middle school league championships. They ecstatic. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I get it. Yeah. And I thought it was cool that Springer got to play like the, the immediately the, the next day playing the, uh, the, the Hawks game on Friday night that was that was that was wild wild forty like twenty four hours for those guys I think I was during the telecast we were talking it, about it, how- it didn't matter if you played that day man to get out there and that opportunity to, to, for you to showcase yourself at that level you got to take it I take it all the time they yanked him in the Brooklyn game and he wasn't happy about it I could tell oh yeah that's right you, you're at the game it talks about the experience there Tasia watching uh, some of the G leaguers kind of go out there and dominate. It was cool, man. It was really fun to watch that. And um, uh, I know Joel and uh, Harden were on the sidelines, but all the other guys were. Oh, no, Tucker wasn't either. But Tobias was there. Niang was there. Uh, Melton were there cheering on their teammates and stuff. Um, it was cool. Yeah, we, we we were dominating for most of the game. And it was pretty much second unit versus second unit, actually. So um, funny, funny to see them interact on the sidelines, watch Doc coach. Even though uh, – 
my buddy was saying he was like he was he was holding out hope that Sixers would play some of their guys. I was like, they asked Doc what he's expecting out of the game today. He's like, what did he say? I said he wants to catch the end of the Masters, is what he said. He's like, oh <laughs> man, I was like, so uh, forget about it. <laughs> I don't think Doc called a timeout in that game, man. You wanted to get through it, man. I told you guys. I said, remember, I said I don't even. Some of them guys may not even go to the games. Yeah. I'm surprised three of them did. Melton came like in the middle of like, the first second quarter, but the other ones were there the entire game. Um, it was cool though, man. It was really cool to see. Uh, I, 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 Tobias Harris, man, he's locked in. Even when he's not playing, he's on every single huddle, listen to every single game plan, every single play. Um, it's like he's in the game. Uh, great teammate, and um, House does not shut up the entire game. <laughs> House is talking the entire. It's funny. This guy. Uh, uh, my buddy, not a Sixer fan, he's a, he's a Brooklyn fan. He was like, "Who is?" I was like, "House." I already know who you're going to ask about. He's like, "Dude, he doesn't stop talking." I'm like, "It's great." I just want to watch. They need a house cam for the entire game. I would watch. When, when when my boys met the team, he was probably the most talkative. Yeah, out of everybody they met. It's great. Yeah, he's just cracking people up next to him the entire time. They're just that laughing. Was hilarious. Yeah, so they had a kick out of that. Uh, and, I, and I think you said. Um... Was it what you were telling me? There's one story about it. Uh, I guess Deadman was talking to the ref and Tobias went over to Deadman and like got him to get I back. think it was Deadman. Deadman was talking to the ref after a um a timeout, and um Tobias was listening in on the uh, the play, and he saw Deadman having too long of a conversation with the ref, kind of went over there and told him not to get back and we're going over plays in the huddle. Come on, come on back. I was like, Man, look at look at Tobias, professional. Are you back on the Tobias train again? No, he still make too much money. <laughs> He probably think he should be doing more of that because he makes more money. <laughs> yeah, you see, he's coaching on his time off. I like that. He knows he needs to make up for the extracurricular activities. <laughs> you say so. Hey, says game played like a player coach. There you go. <laughs> but um, all right. So uh, last week, uh, we kind of told you guys this week, uh, our first show this week is going to be kind of uh, going over a lot of um, the stuff we predicted in the preseason. So we're going to go over a bunch of predictions we had uh, from one of our earlier shows, October 12th show. Um, and then Friday, we're going to give you guys the full Brooklyn versus Philadelphia um, preview of the series. So uh, before we get into looking at our past predictions, which some of you guys are spot on um, about some on some of the stuff. Uh, but before we get to that, so we kind of mentioned last week. Um, so last week, kind of seen a lot, you know, and be dropping 52 against Boston, um, seeing our stars play a little bit against the Miami Heat, and then also kind of get blasted at the towards the end of that game. Um, and then we saw our G League uh, champs come out, uh, win the G League, and then dominate uh, uh, Atlanta and in Brooklyn. Um, but what stood out to you guys last week as we ended the season? What was something that stood out to you guys? Um. I, mean, I don't think anything really stood out. I mean, I think that um, some of it I kind of knew once we got in a certain situation, how it would kind of play out towards the end of the season. I think it was probably Joel kind of dominating that Boston game. Um, you know, even though Boston didn't have, you know, they had two starters out. Um I still felt like it was different. You know what I'm saying? Like I still felt like something was different about it as far as what he was able to do and how efficient he was. Um, 
So I know he's played, probably arguably played like that before, but something about it felt different. Like it felt more like I'm ready for the playoffs mode. Kind of gave me that vibe that this could be different. So hopefully it is. Boston game was awesome. Um, that was like his MVP game. That was like, I, I saw so many of, all right, give him the MVP after that game. A lot of those. Yeah, which it shouldn't be. You know. it, no, it's ridiculous. People that picked Giannis <laughs> the day before were like, no, 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 no. I, I mean, I mean, I want the, I want MB instead. It's like, oh God, every, every day flip-flop yeah. and come on, man. Yeah. Um, I just think that stood out to me was uh, just more of our second unit playing really, really well. Doc also has, he's had our, Second unit prepared to play without our stars all year, man. He's done a really good job of that. Uh, uh, McDaniels and um, Reed both play, played great in other people's absences, really shined. Uh, really encouraging to see that. Um, Springer looked good in limited time. He killed in the G League. And, um, you know, he'll be looking, hopefully, to take a bigger role next year, especially if we don't resign Shake. We'll get to that in the offseason. But, um, yeah, I just think I'm, I mean, I've been, I'm so impressed with the, Doc's ability to coach up uh, whenever players are missing and guys fill in their roles. Oof. Very, uh, very Belichickian of them. Yeah, that's good. I, I like, like a comparison. <laughs> um, oh, one thing that Doc did say after the win against Atlanta, because that was just a, such a fun game. Um, that was a really fun game just to watch everyone. Everyone's so excited. It just seemed like, there was like obviously there's no pressure with that. That game didn't matter to us at all. That mattered more for Atlanta than, uh, in that game. Uh, but is there something to like the um, I guess a lot of these guys, you know, Taja mentioned Reed and McDaniels being one of the and the Yang being probably the only guys in the rotation who were probably gonna get good minutes in the playoffs. But is there something to that, like kind of uh, going out and like having a kind of a carefree win like that where everyone's so fun, like having fun and being like energetic and enthusiastic going into the playoffs, Eric? Or is that really not really matter? No, I mean, I wouldn't say that that's to be a carryover. Um, it, it just kind of says more about your culture and your environment um, that guys like each other and support each other more so than hearing this over to the playoffs. So whoa, whatever your environment is now, that's what it's going to be in the playoffs. Like this right here, it's not going um, all of a sudden you have some enthusiasm. Uh, now you're going to have it next week. It's, it's, it's whatever you are. This is who you're going to be because you're going to have some adversity, some things not go your way and whoever you are, it's going to show up. So, um, you go in and, and you lose game one, then you know we're gonna see what happens to all that enthusiasm. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying. But I, I think that it it confirms sort of the environment is good, the culture is good, um, the yeah. support of nature is good to me, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely said a lot more for the Hawks in that game. If I was a Hawks fan, I'd have a lot to say about that. That's a that's a game you don't want to lose when you're playing the second unit and your guy, your starters play, and you need that game. Yeah, not good, man. No, we're talking about two two guys. I mean, well, McClung and Springer got some extended minutes in that game, but like those are two guys who played the played that the the championship game the night before. Then I, I think I read that they took two different flights to even get to Atlanta for that game because like the I think one flew out at one o'clock and one flew out at like ten a.m. for for the game that night, and like you know and. Springer had an amazing game on Friday night. So, like, uh, the life of commercial flights. Yeah. <laughs> and an overtime game. Yeah. yeah. Was that back to back, too? Yeah, it was night before. Yeah, right. So, 
And they were coming from what about Rio Grande Valley. That's not easy to um. There's no um. Where, where were they going? Atlanta? Was it Atlanta? It was Atlanta. Yeah. It may be direct flights from Atlanta, but it's maybe not a lot of direct flights. So I know that most of the time you fly out of there, you got to fly through Houston or Dallas. Wow. Yeah, I think I was Allah was saying that like if you pretty much across the across the streets from you can see the Mexican flag across the border like that's how close it is to the border of Mexico. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's McAllen. This this right on the border. I mean, oh. the where the arena is is different from where you know they put the teams to stay. Uh-huh. Um, the arena, I believe, is closer to the border than actually where you stay. But it's actually a really surprisingly nice area. Huh. Um, good climate. Um, I was told. The border cities are safer <laughs> than people. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was told, um, because of all of the things that were going. On. I, I I didn't really try to argue that or debate it. I just received it. You just took um, it. I just received it. Yes, yeah, so because I don't know. I got you know. I don't really know. But That's what I was told um, when we were visiting there and playing there. It it, it felt the same, but yes. Yeah, it's not as close to the border as El Paso. Okay. Mm. You know, El Paso, you I mean, you can look at the hotel and see the wall yeah. in Mexico. Like it's that's closer. That's that is the border. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you got to see a little bit of uh the McClung and uh Springer show. I mean, is McClung like with 29 and 9 Tej, on uh, on Sunday at the game you were at? The, the Nets game. I think he had what nine and seven too, right? You can't right. close the triple double. No, no, 29 and 9. 20. Yeah, it was 29 and 9. Okay, yeah. okay. I think it's a 29 and 9. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Hey, Amen. Very impressive. King was impressive too, by the way. Yeah, King was impressive. A good game. We had like, I think we had like three or four guys in, with 20 points. The score going into the fourth was 192. I was like, this is going to be high scoring. And I do it. Cam Thomas shot the ball like 100 times. We said it in the first quarter. I wouldn't be surprised if Cam Thomas goes for almost 50 and like he got what 46? 46, yeah. Yeah. He got real close, man. Every time. Every time he like look at the guy who shot the ball. If he didn't shoot, like, what the hell are you doing? Like, give me the ball, dude. What's I have? Yeah. Yeah. I took uh, Sixers on money line that we were a three-point underdog going to that game. I took I I felt good about the other G Leaguers. Yeah, I don't feel good about betting on um when Reserves are playing. You just don't. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah, you don't know because they he put Springer in for two minutes and pulled him. Yeah. Well, I was like, what? What? One of the betting sites I was looking at was like, be careful about this one. Uh, Bridges is the only person playing that game. I don't know how long he's going to play, but that alone should tell you to pick Brooklyn today. Three seconds. Like, he just yeah. wanted to keep his streak. Yeah. Um. All right. So now we're gonna get into the preseason. Um. Look at our preseason predictions. Um. So our mm-hmm. October twelfth episode, we kind of went uh around all these types of stats that you know vegas had you know points per game who's gonna be the assist king and we kind of give our predictions for that um so we're gonna dive in here for the first one so we had a top three scores prediction of uh, who's gonna be the top three scores uh eric you had joel as number one you had maxi at number two and you had tobias at number three um tasia you had joel at one harden two maxi three it ended up, ended up being exactly that joel harden and maxi what are your guys' thoughts on this? Uh, Eric, you didn't have Harden in your top three. Are you, are you surprised about his uh, scoring output this season? Obviously, comparatively to what you had. Uh, yeah, I thought he would score what I thought he would score less. Um, 
because I thought the volume would go down. Yeah. Um, and I thought his free throw attempts would go down, which it probably no taste. Maybe you can confirm that maybe they it, they did, but I just thought his efficiency as far as shot selection um, was was better, and you know, and, and I thought he played more minutes than I thought he would play. Um, but I mean, he just played well. He played well to make it happen. But I do think that some of the things that I I thought was going to be pulled back, like minutes and stuff, didn't happen. So if he's on the court, he's he's going to score. Yeah, it was his lowest free throw attempt in twelve years. Yeah, that's what I thought, and that that was that did happen, but it didn't. You know, it, it probably affected the scoring because he's not a thirty point scorer. But I'm just saying, like you know, twenty one for most guys is, you know, you're trying to get in the Hall of Fame, but twenty one for him is, you know, sort of a lower scoring output. You know what balanced it out is that it was his second highest three point percentage in 12 years. Yeah, that's what I was saying. His efficiency was up. Yeah. Um, so you got to give him credit for that. Mine was just a prediction. His was actions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and playing it back, you were very close between picking um, Tobias and Harden for three. You were very close on that one. Yeah, I just – I thought that with Tobias – I thought with James and basically Maxie being both in the guard position, I thought we would get more out of Tobias, mm -hmm. especially with PJ joining the lineup. I thought that that was going to be more of a offensive opportunity for him. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, that didn't happen. So I don't think from Tobias, I don't think it was a can't do. It was from a not able as far as – opportunities which you know somebody had to take it. it it was Tobias more than James I thought it would be a little more James and less Tobias but it worked yeah yeah and um I said that uh in my original I would have I, I said Harden and Max would be separated by one point which is pretty close I think they're separated by like 0. 0.7 um, and then I said, my goal, what I wanted them, I wanted Harden and Max to combine for 40 points per game. And they combined for just barely over 40 points per game. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought it'd be closer. I thought I didn't have Tobias in my top three, but I did think he'd score more. Um, I thought it was going to be like a little less. I, I did think Harden was going to be more of a distributor, which would make, everyone else score a little more. Um, I probably wouldn't have guessed Tobias top three, but at the same time, I also probably wouldn't have guessed that he scored as little as he did. Um, yeah, but I, also, I think that you know, Joel moving up, PJ not as high as maybe we thought or I thought. Um, points had to come from somewhere. But I just think that Joel's aggressiveness and Maxie's aggressiveness made it tough. So I, I I do firmly think going into the season it was probably going to be a little more even. But then as the season played out, you you kind of follow what was working and how it was going. I think the surprise for all of us was the amount Joel scored this year. 
I think he was so much more than we were all thinking. Um, so those three, four points a game, we probably thought would have gone to like Tobias. Yes. Um, and the Heat score around like 18 a game, which was more of 17, 18 is where I, I thought he'd just, be. Just wasn't possible. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. And we said that too. Someone, someone had to sacrifice something. Yeah. Tobias sacrificed a lot while the other two guys really didn't sacrifice that much. Other, You know? Yes. Do you guys think we got, I mean, maybe a little bit more from the bench that we weren't anticipating? Like, I mean, Melton, Melton, Melton stepped up in a way. I don't think a lot of us thought scoring wise he would step up. And I mean, is that kind of surprise too, that may have kind of helped that? No, I mean, I, I think with Melton and Yang, I, I think that those opportunities are there because they're sort of put in position to, to do that. Um, you know, Melton, shooting the three. We knew he was going to take some shots and from three. And Niang shooting the three, um, what he's been basically doing for the team uh, since he arrived. I, I, I think that that sort of fits in what the team was looking for. Um, that's when Daniel House was playing earlier. Like, that's what you know he, he was there to do. So I, I think that they fit their role and they, they accomplished it. But to say that they Score more than anticipated, probably so, but I don't think they scored more than they were capable. Right. Well, I think the op- for Melton, for example, that was an opportunity was there because he did get the start the starter minutes for a, for a good for a good amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's and interesting. He, and, he, and he got looks, and he was I mean he was shooting especially from three. He was, it, it was a time that he was really shooting it. Well. Yeah. Um, finished, and, yeah, he finished pretty good. Yeah. So I just think. You know, he he did well from a standpoint of being able to adjust how he was being used and and the way that he had to play. Yep. Because if you compare Melton this year to last year, he he averaged five less minutes a game this year, or I'm sorry, he averaged five more minutes a game this year, but one less shot a game this year. Interesting. So he had to be more efficient and do yeah. more with less. You know, I mean. If you look at Memphis versus here, that you can see that. Yeah. You know, yeah. Memphis, you know, leading scorer is a is a you know a playmaker. And second leading scorer is probably a catch and shoot three and post up guy. Yeah. And everybody else are spot ups. Yep. So you're gonna get and they probably play fast. I don't know. They probably play, you know, I, I would assume they play faster than we do. Um I don't know, but I just assume they do. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you would think Memphis would have a, a faster pace of play. Yeah, I mean, but they what they don't do is they don't play through a big. They do. Yeah, yeah. I would say I assume they play faster, and and they don't play through a big. So but most teams have a faster pace than us. We don't have. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So and you don't play through a big. Sometimes that slows you down. Yeah. Um, you know, you have more movement, more opportunities. You know transition or whatever so it doesn't surprise me with that so speaking of the the big uh mb so um preseason uh vegas hit the line at 30.1 points per game for Embiid. um and the question we we, we asked was will Embiid uh go over under 30.1 points per game and would he lead the league in scoring um both you guys said under 30.1 points per game um and you also said he would not be leading the league in scoring eric said if he scores 30 plus we are in trouble Tatus said, 
Tay just said there will be a one-man show out there that will average more than him, and I don't think he'll need to force scoring with all of our options. He finished with 33.1 points per game. Um, so, what do you guys, what are you guys' thoughts on on how that how that played out? I mean, I, I mean, he did a great job scoring the ball, but I, I think as a league, as a whole, I thought scoring was you know a little crazy, nuts. So, yeah. I think his ability to score and the way he was scoring and that the ease he was scoring kind of pushed it up. And and I do think it got to a point where I don't want to say where it comes off selfish, but some of the MVP talk, in my opinion, escalated how important winning the scoring title was. I do feel that that was became a point where like I'm going to go do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think that the numbers had to go up because I think whoever a second was what thirty one or thirty two or thirty you know thirty three whatever whoever second place who second Luca or it was L- Luca yeah yeah Luca yeah Luca was close he was, <laughs> yeah he was he was under a point <laughs> yeah so you had to keep it up there. Yeah, there were six guys over 30 this year in the regular season that were 30, over 30. Wow. That's crazy. I'm going back now to see I'm I'm back like to 2010 right now and I can't It's nowhere nowhere, nowhere close to that. You may have to go to the 80s to find that. Yeah. I mean last year there was two. I think there was a couple years ago where it was I think three or four. But not six, man. Six is a that's a lot. I know during my years, I don't think you would ever I don't even come close to six in my years. At the end of the season? No way. Yeah, 0102 was just AI. That's what I'm saying. You you probably had to go to the 80s, man. And there was a three-point gap after him, and he just scored over 30. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. The next year there was two, McGrady and Kobe. That was the year McGrady just went bonkers. Um, the next year, no one. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's not. It was. I'm telling you, my whole career, I'm telling you, scoring 30 was like a feat. And then AI again, 0405, also a three a three point gap from the next guy. That's why. That's why. Like 30 was like the threshold. If you score 30, like you were really scoring that ball. Yeah. Yeah. All right, there's one 0506 over three guys, and Kobe that year averaged 35 a game. <laughs> Man, that's and it that's was three, crazy. huh? And it was three, yeah, three guys. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I know that's what I said. I know during my career, it it wasn't close to having six. And then yeah, that was a lot for back then. That was like a crazy. That was a crazy scoring year. This one, man, this is just like it's insane. And not only is it just not 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 barely over thirty either. You had like you had five guys that averaged over thirty one a game. Yeah, three guys that average over thirty-two. That's man, that's that's crazy. Well, we talked about how crazy scoring was this year in general. All yeah. those all those fifty percent games that that teams had. Well, there you go. Um, Early wants to go, but you know, I don't know. I mean, great athletes, great players, great shooting, great scoring, and no defense. Great defense. I mean. Great. It says harder to play nowadays. I mean, that's that's what KD just said. 
Didn't he say that? He said I it's do. harder. It's harder to play now than it yeah. was before. Um, the thing I'll say about Embiid is kind of goes back to what we said a minute ago. I think we were expecting like twenty nine point five, and for like Tobias to be averaging like seventeen. I just expected to be that much. I didn't think he'd have to shoulder that much low this year. Um, I don't think yeah. he had to. I think I think just the way it was going. A mission. It was a mission of his. It was the way it was going, and he was, you know, scoring it at will, and he was making it happen. I think it became more of who we are than maybe what we thought. Um, I just hope that we could win the game and, and win some series in the playoffs if you don't average 33. Yeah, if you compare his stats to last year, he only shot 0.5 more game. He just shot really well this year. His, his mid, I mean, that mid-range pick and roll. Yeah, he shot it really well. Yeah. He was killing it, man. They, I mean, he was just on. He, he shot 55% this year. Last time he, last year he shot just 50, 49.9. Um, three points a little down. He shot 1.6 more. Uh, no, wait, free throws. No, pretty much the same as last year. Higher percentage than last year, though. Yeah. But it, it was his – it was a pick and pop, man. He was just – they were – they mastered that this year, and no one could stop it. And his, his mid-range elbow was just – yeah. Prime alone, dude. Prime Brandon Bass. His his mid range. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, his shooting coach Drew Hanlon said that's pretty much the, a lot of what they worked uh, worked on. Yeah, like they they mastered that. So like, it showed. Yes, yeah. the the mid the, the mid range game, like the uh, that kind of like the what was the um like the elbow the, the free throw line. You never shot, shot that before. To, to that the percentage that he, that he shot this year, I mean, I'm saying, but he he's never shot the mid range. You said he just got better at it. Got better, got better got at better. it. Like really, so that, that that's primarily what they worked on. Like, elbow, season, apparently. Yeah. And falling. And falling, yes. Falling. <laughs> it's the name of his book. That's what y'all said. That's the name of his book, Eric. It's gonna be mid range and falling. That's what y'all said. He was working on falling, falling mid, the falling mid range. Well, they, 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 he's going to the mid range shot because it's the one shot that teams will give you and don't double team. They talked about that again. Actually, they talked about falling recently with Doc, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Doc said he's the worst faller ever. Yeah, yeah. And he has a falling. Told y'all that. I mean, um, but yeah, the mid range shot is a shot that you can get, um, and they won't double you. So if you shoot at an efficient high rate, you can average thirty three. There you go. The kids are watching this. Get get the uh, get that elbow shot down. You average yep. thirty three in the league. Right. Um. So it's okay. It's okay. Also be seven one, and no one can block your shot too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of these kids are fighting their coaches that don't encourage it. So. Yeah. Yeah, they want you the three. They want. They want Shoot near the uh, the the half court line more than want to shoot near the free throw line. Hey, if the Sixers if the Sixers win it all this year, it might be uh, the blueprint to bring back the pick and roll and the uh, the elbow shot again. Uh, the the mid range shot has always been efficient um, for teams that win championships. Yeah, it's just not the flashy play. I mean, I've seen this. I mean, I've watched Golden State, especially like during their run. Like Steph and and Clay shot so many mid range shots that people don't even talk about it because they're so good at shooting the three. Yeah, 
that you don't realize, like, how many mid-range shots they shoot. Like, floaters and all that stuff are mid-range shots. Those are all mid-range shots. True. Um, and people don't realize that, especially with Clay. Like, you know, his little one-dribble pull-up. Those Almost yeah. automatic for him. You know, Kevin Durant, you know, Kawhi. Just think about the team. The guys has been winning. Mm-hmm. I'll take mid-range shots. Um, yeah. It is Chris Paul. You know, the, the, I was going to say Chris Paul. Devin yeah. Booker with Phoenix. They both, you know what I'm saying? Like, they have taken that shot consistently. Yeah. Um, and then we're talking about the top teams the last few years yeah. have taken that shot and done it well. But, you know, people that are against it call them the exception. Yeah. Um, and you know, and, and Harden. I mean, this year we've kind of noticed his, you know, increase in mid-range shots. I think at be- more so the beginning of the season, his mid-rangers, but more so as the season kind of went on, we didn't see as much of that. But we saw him kind of attempting the mid-ranger more so than in years past, which leads us to our next uh, uh, preseason over/under projection here. So Harden, Vegas had set Harden's. This is, Vegas knows all. They set his over/under at twenty point nine points per game. Both you guys said under. It would be under that. He finished at 21 points per game. <laughs> so if you had bet on the over here, you'd be yeah, kicking yourself till the end of the end of the season. And then 21 points per game, he, he got that. Um, and then I'm gonna ask you about Matt. I'm gonna say you uh bring up Maxi's points here. So Maxi, um, it was 18.8 points per game is what Vegas had it at. Both you guys are correct. You said over. He finished at 20.3 points per game. So what are your guys' reaction to how Harden and Maxi did comparatively to what you guys predicted? Maxi. The way the route he was going, um, one not surprising, but his ability to knock down shots and tough shots from three um, at the rate that he was knocking them down, I I didn't expect that. Um, Expected him to make shots, but. He's still kind of be like, man, he make he, man, he knocked got three down. Like you still kind of find yourself saying that. Um, I thought he would be more transition, attacking, downhill, getting to the free throw line for the majority of his points. Um, but the ability to shoot the three off the dribble, catch and shoot, you know, off screens, like yeah, just he he's he was really knocking down different kind of ways. That really was a little surprising. Um, James, I mean, what can you say? We what? 0.01 off or something like that? Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I almost consider that a win. This if if he played one, with the way he was playing, if he played one more game, that would have been on the money. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, we, like, I mean, I don't really consider that one, you know, being that I didn't put money on it. Like, you know, it's that prediction of going under isn't like we're, it's not like we said 20.9 and he gets 25. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's, seriously. We're right there. I mean, I, I don't believe when I saw that. You know, he, like, like, like he said, he plays one or two more games. If we needed to win those games, when, you know, like those, that could easily went the other way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Plus, he missed a lot of games, you know, in December, November, December. So we don't know. Yeah. He could have went the other way. could have went up a little more, but I don't think so the way we were going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, I was gonna say I was thinking I was looking at my predictions and I'm like weird calibration because I said Harden and Maxi would be like a point off 
yet I said Harden would be under and I said Max would be over. So that doesn't make a lot of sense, but should have thought about that more. <laughs> but I guess it was pretty close, though, you know, because under 21 would be like 20 and the other one would get like 19. So, yeah. Um, man, is Maxi just an elite three point shooter? I mean, we'll see. We're talking about. We'll well, I'm just saying, I need to put some years in there. We'll we'll find out. Two years of over 42% in a row? Yeah, I mean, he's headed to a very efficient one. That uh, Efficient one with versatility, though. That's the thing. Like, it's not just catch and shoot. Like, he's he's doing it different, different kind of ways. He averaged three more points per game this year with two less minutes a game. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I think some of that is is – he, did, he shot two more times I, I, a game. I know for a fact that, and I've seen a lot of guys with it, like playing more minutes don't necessarily mean more points because a lot of guys play tired minutes. Um, playing fewer minutes and playing playing more fewer of more efficient minutes can give you can make up for those couple minutes difference. It's all threes for him. That's what did it. His yes. his two point is identical. Last year and this year, 4.7 it makes 9.1 attempts. 5.1 and 5.1, identical numbers. Wow. The only thing that changed for him, he shot two more shots per game this season. Threes, two more threes per game. And he shot pretty much the same – better, actually. What about, so what about free, throws? free throws? pretty close. He averaged 3.3 last year and 3.6 this year. Free throws matter. Um, Not much change, but the threes, he just hit him. But the threes, that's what I said. It was just his ability to shoot the three. I was like, wow. At the rate that he was making them and taking them. Yeah. I mean, six attempts a game is no joke. You know? So, it's crazy, man. Uh, it's. Yeah. I hope it continues. That's all I can say. Yeah. So, so does he, and so does that. You know, that giant extension he's going to get. Um, <laughs> I mean, there, he go, there he goes again, talking about people. As a starter or reserve, huh? <laughs> hey, you know what? It doesn't even matter anymore for him. He big whatever. Look at my stats. Yeah, I don't know, but, what I, but look, it's interesting how that conversation just stopped. I'm like, man, why is this kid not starting, man? When it first happened, like, for what? But Oh, well, I'm happy. I'm happy he's playing well. Hopefully he can keep it up. Yeah. yeah, I know. We we had, a month or two ago we had a starter bench conversation. Now we're talking about now I'm seeing headlines of 200 million dollar max contract extensions. It's like, man, how times have changed. <laughs> yeah, that that maxi contract, that maxi deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that maxi deal, and then he gonna flip them. He gonna flip like he do with Tobias. I know. We had a Tobias conversation. Man, he got to give us more. Man, he ain't giving us enough. Man, with the salary he making, yeah. Maxie, well, with that, if he does sign that deal, I'm going to be expecting 43% from the rest of this next Why five. You, you, he, he signed that deal on what he just did. Uh-huh. That's all he need to do. Uh-huh. Tay's going to want him shooting uh, 50% from the yeah, Wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold on. So, when you, <laughs> you, so signing a contract is based on past play, not future potential play? It's, 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 for, it's, it's for your ability to consistently do what you, dis, what you do. Yeah, oh yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So you better shoot 
keep doing this. For- I said it for him. I said it's for him to consistently play the way he's playing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I but I but if the team has to allow for that, they can't go and sign three of the uh, a first ballot Hall of Famer. <laughs> And then the young kid they're giving the ball to and then tell you your numbers need to go up. <laughs> you so that's what the circumstances can change things too, no? I know, but the addition of Harden changed him and uh, Tobias' circumstances. One played better. One just kind of stayed the same or not. I went a little worse. That's all. But James is not doing what everyone thought he would do when he left Houston, they look at they still look at them as the same Houston James. So he averaged twenty and, and eleven or whatever he did twenty one and ten whatever ten point nine. Everybody like mm, mm, we'll see what he does in the playoffs. Well, just like course, shrugging yeah. it off. That's just James hate. <laughs> I'm just saying, but they like shrugging it off like the way he played. I know someone put a side by side of him and Steve Nash's MVP years. <laughs> they're like they're they're so similar. Actually, Harden stats are better than better, Steve. Yes, crazy <laughs> guy won two two MVPs on the same less yeah. numbers because winning mattered back then. Winning mattered. Yeah, uh, back then uh, it's hilarious that it's just a conven- it's a convenient stat to throw out there for people now. No, I mean when winning winning matters. So if, if if winning matters to people, they'll talk about wins. And to combat winning, they'll talk about stats. And then if somebody didn't win to get the stats, then they'll bash their teammates or their coach or their situation. Like it's it's a continuing trend. Like that's that's the way it goes. Or the guy that won or that with stats, then they'll say, Well, his teammate didn't get enough credit. It, yeah. They couldn't do anything without that. So it's just depends on which narrative you're picking. Or I also love the now that the Sixers actually have a better record than the Nuggets, all the Jokic lovers are, are not talking about the actual record. They're saying number one team in the West as opposed to number three team in the East. Yeah. He's got a better record. He played. He, yeah, but then the West is West is better. So it's West is better, is deeper. You know, look how many winning teams we have. And, you know, our, you know, seventh seed is the Lakers. And, you know, like it's depends on how you look at it. Yeah. True, but looking at it, the tenth seed in both conference has the same exact record, forty and forty-two. I might say this year, I'd make an argument. Yeah, I guess you could say they're deeper in the in the, in the West, but I mean, Golden you have, State, Golden State, yeah, Golden State's a sixth seed. Six seed. Yeah, <laughs> but but you could say like those guys played around all year and they're still a six seed, right? Like they just guys in and out of the lineup. Wiggins has been out half the season. Um, you know, like they, they they kind of messed around and they're still a six seed. And and the you just gotta give them credit. The they, 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 you win a cop, you win the regular conference, you, you get you get credit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what you did. We had every right to win our conference. So um we didn't even win our division. So it does, it is does matter. They yeah, won yeah. a conference record, pre you know, regular season and their division. We didn't. So we can talk all we talked about wins, but we didn't we don't get a banner unless we no. go to the finals. True. Yep. So it is a difference, you know. Um it is. I don't think it should have any change or I don't think it's gonna change any perspectives on him. No, 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 no. Not yeah. even. Everyone's got their mind made up by now. Yeah. Um uh, so the the next topic here, um, so Vegas had Harden as the assist king going into the season. 
They had him getting 10.2 assists per game. Both you guys said you get over that, and both you guys are spot on. Um, he did lead the league in assists, and he finished with 10.7 assists per game. Uh, obviously, no surprises there. You guys expected that. That was an easy one, man. We should have put, we should have, we should have took out some loans and put it on on hard. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't be the assist leader. Um, yeah, I mean, he, yeah, I mean, I, I, I knew he would do that. I mean, just because of the responsibility of being more of a playmaker and his ability to score, he knew he was going to be able to do it. I'd say the impressive part, though, about it all is that we figured he'd score even less than he did. Yeah, I know we took the under, but you and I were predicting like high teens. We thought he'd be like eighteen. Yeah, 19. I mean, I, I thought, I thought, I thought he would score less and assist more. Yeah. So the fact that he kept his scoring above twenty, of twenty-one, that, and that's why I think he didn't end up with twelve or thirteen, or even maybe even fourteen. Yeah. 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 Um, the other one, which is the one that we all loved, and I remember at the beginning of the season when we were, we were 12 and 12, like, I don't think that's gonna hit. Uh, and I think I, I think the live line at that point was like 47 and a half or something like on, on the season uh, wins and losses. But anyway, um Vegas had it at 50 and a half uh total wins this season. Uh we ended with 54. Both you guys said the take the over in that, which we did. We covered that pretty well, 54. Um uh, so the other one was conference seeding uh, over under four and a half uh, seeds. So they had that, that's what they Vegas had us at. Uh, but you guys took the over better than the five seed. Uh, we ended as the three seed in the East. So um, that was probably the best bet of the entire thing. And we listening to our show, we talked about it. We were like, we're not going to place as a fifth seed unless unless it's, this the year's a disaster for us. Yeah. Which beginning part of the season it did it did feel that way in the beginning when that twelve and twelve spot I we I was kind of concerned. Yeah, yeah. but you got to realize it was going into the season, the expectations of teams made it like we're not sure because we didn't know. But Miami was number one last year, right? Yeah, yeah. And Brooklyn was Brooklyn still still full, yeah. We knew Milwaukee and Boston was going to be there, so it wasn't a far fetched kind of like uh, we don't know. Yeah, I'd say Brooklyn was probably the wild. Miami had beat us, you know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't like you really know. Cleveland, yeah, and and in Cleveland, right? Like it wasn't a far fetched thing to to say, hey, we don't know if they'll do that. Yeah, I um. Shoot my own horn. I, I I said we'd finish with 54 wins, so I'm happy about that. That was a good one. Um, and then um, I I yeah I I think we both I think we both predicted, if I'm not mistaken, that we that we'd be the three seed. Um, and we hit it like on the head in that one. So um, I man, you can go back in time. Four and a half seemed low. It was almost like scary. It's like man, four and a half, huh? So they're between like four and five on that one. We could be the five seed, but. Yeah, you're right. After that first month of 12 and 12, it certainly looked really, really rough. But, you know, we'll um, be good. The, the other, so the other one, I think we have two more scheduled ones or based on what they saw. Uh, so um, we had a third highest odds to win the Atlantic. So obviously at the time, they thought Brooklyn, you know, still a KD, still a Kyrie, they still the, those guys. So 
that's where it kind of was, but the, they had Boston one, Brooklyn two, Sixers at three uh, to open the season up. Um, Eric said we finish uh, either one or two, but definitely not three. Tejas said we'd be two, and either Boston or Brooklyn would be one. Um, obviously, we finished second in the Atlantic. That obviously not surprise you guys based on the way Brooklyn kind of blew it up. No, I mean, I thought we would beat one of those teams, but if not, you know. It's funny, we, we in that show, we talked about how, like, how Brooklyn and Boston both went through some cra- crazy offseason, right? Like, Brooklyn, we were waiting all this trade, all the, all the, they almost got traded numerous times in the offseason, and Boston had the coaching stuff that happened. Um, and then Gallinari got hurt before the season started. So we were saying how it's crazy that those odds are still the way they were, even though both those teams were going through it. Um, I think we talked about one of those teams would let it get to him this season, but we had no idea, or we had some idea, but we didn't know Brooklyn would just completely liquidate. So, um, yeah. Uh, and then the last one, uh, Tasia, you you because you went to the the show and you kind of messaged me the uh, the the fourth highest odds to win the East. I didn't really understand how that because that one's still a TBD. So how did how did that one uh, go on the uh, what we predicted uh, before the season? What do you mean the fourth highest odds to win the East? How did you guys uh, say that one? Um, wh- where did you guys go with that one? Because obviously we still don't know who's going to win the East here. But uh, how did that? Yeah. One uh, so Eric kind of said that he felt like though um, us winning the East higher probability of us winning the Atlantic, which was interesting. Um, <laughs> and then I said, uh, I said kind of the opposite. Our high should have been higher to win the Atlantic because I just felt like the friggin' playoffs were a gauntlet of, and we didn't know how it was going to shake out. Now we have to play probably both Boston and Milwaukee, which is, I mean, good luck. So like, it's TBD because we don't know what's going to happen, but yeah, I think, uh, We'll see. Fourth highest odds at this point. Well, we're we're already ahead of that pace now. We probably have the third highest odds now. So yeah, I guess we're, at this point we're we're looking pretty good, better than preseason. Hey, don't discount Miami to uh, to beat Boston, but I I, I don't know. I, I think we, we we're. I'd say Boston and Miami. Those are two teams I I don't re- I don't really want to face. But I mean, we're gonna have to face one of them. But I think Miami's got a shot with Boston. No, you don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do Brooklyn got a shot with us? Uh, Brooklyn's ahead of Miami. It's true. I, I guess I would say for a team that came to, <laughs> team that came together halfway through the season. I'm just saying. Like, I think Marcus know. really wants Miami to win. <laughs> yes. So he's like, so you gonna say the seven seed can beat the two? Uh, those odds are shorter than six and three. <laughs> Brooklyn swept Miami this year. I will say, though, Brooklyn's ranked higher, but Miami's had a lot of postseason success, even when they weren't playing as well, even going into the playoffs. Like, Miami took, what, Boston to seven last year? And that was after they had a, a, a sideline fight to go into the you know the postseason. Yeah. So Miami does have a knack of pulling it together in the postseason. So that's maybe where you're – your wishful thinking's coming from Marcus. They're clicking at the right time. They, wait, they are clicking at the right time. I think so. Yeah, they're they're, they're going they're going in with some. I saw like, like two or three shows ago. You said like they're falling. They're they're, they're having a rough. They're having a rough go at it. Man, just say that's what I want, man. That's it. Yeah, there you go. 
I think just play, we're gonna get a playoff Jimmy, and I think you know he's, he's gonna will that team to a victory. Do you, do, you, do you rather play a team that's like proven it, but haven't really played up to par this year, or you got a team that's full of athletes, good players, good shooting? And you know, you don't you don't want to play Boston more than or Miami more than Boston, do you? No, I'm talking about Brooklyn versus Miami. Oh, oh okay, okay. I I think I think some, there's something with Miami that has that kind of has a mental thing for us, whereas Brooklyn, I don't really think there's 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 not yeah, really much I, there. I think Bro- I think Brooklyn would be a tougher um, tougher opponent than you realize. Yeah, my buddy who's a Brooklyn fan who I went to the game with. Um, he said he thinks we're gonna win, but he's like, he, I wouldn't be shocked if we're up two one, and then you guys just turn it on after that. I'd be scared of that. that, that I think if if um, I think Joel has to really dominate. If he doesn't dominate, we we could stretch that thing out. Yeah, then we'll go. Yeah, I'm sure we're gonna have a fun time diving into that. Yeah. Um. I tell you, so you had uh, you pulled out some questions for for Eric and I. You did some some stat diving. Yeah, stuff. yeah. I'd love to participate, but unfortunately, while doing this, I had to kind of look at the answer. So, uh, you guys will have some fun um, picking out who you think is the correct answer, right? So, uh, so who had a higher three point percentage this year, Matisse or Embiid, Marcus? Just because it's Thibel and Joel, I think, like, just because his name is oh, on and, there. And hold on, disclaimer. This is with Philadelphia. Oh. So we're not counting Portland's um, – um, this is just with Philly. I'm going to go just, Thibel. Just, just give an answer. It's not, not an explanation, man. Yeah, I'm just going to go Thibel just because I, I feel like that's a it's a weird name to be up there with Joel, and I think – I'll I go with Joel since he went with Thibel. Final answer? Joel. Tease. I'm getting the exact percentages out right now. Matisse had, a higher, Matisse had a higher. I do have the answer. Matisse, Matisse won. Uh huh. Well, I think that last final stretch. I think uh, Joel was chucking him a little more than he was at the beginning of the season. I think that's what brought it down. How close was it? Um, thirty-three point three and just thirty-three flat. Oh wow, it's close. It was pretty close. Um, next. Uh, also, higher three-point percentage, Tucker or Tobias? Tucker. I'm going to go Tobias. Tobias had a really hot start to the season. Tucker. <sighs> it was uh, 39.3 and then 38.9. Oh, Tucker's, really not the per- Tucker's not the percentage. He's the timely shots. Yep. He shot 1.9 a game. Tucker or uh, Tobias shot 4.4 a game. So on more. You know, a more clip, but um, who averaged more rebounds per game? Tobias or Harden? Tobias. I'm going to go James. Answer is James. 6.1 to 5.7. Dang, pretty close. All, all these are really close. Who led our team in free throw percentage? Maxi. That was my – I was either going to go Max – I'm, I'm going to go Niang. 
Tobias. Eighty-seven point six. Then James. Then James and Niang were tied for two. I probably would have gone Maxi actually, but he had a little rough stretch at one point. We all kind of did the second. Don't shoot technicals. I don't see Tobias shoot, do Tobias shoot technicals. See Jambi. No, I think, I think Joel does, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, eighty-seven point six, and then uh, Harden and Niang uh, tied for eighty-six point seven. Wow. And then last one, who started the most games for us this season? PJ Tucker. Yeah, I was either going to go Tucker or Tobias. I'm going to go Tobias because he went he went Tucker. Tucker. Next was Tobias. Ah, uh, okay. Seventy five and seventy four. And apparently, I thought we were supposed to uh, rest uh, uh, Tucker a lot this season. I guess that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think his minutes. Were a little, yeah, yeah, they didn't overplay him, which I, I like that. So they, they they decided play more, but play in more games, but less minutes, which I like. I think minutes compared to last year, because he averaged twenty five this year. Um, okay, his minutes there's down minutes down two. Two minutes per game. Yeah, those, those are interesting. There's some good ones there. All, all pretty close though, closer than I, than I thought. Some of, some of these would be. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I would hope so. Joel and Matisse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, the last one, obviously, MVP has been a big topic on pretty much every sports show. I think even uh, I think MLB shows are talking about the MVP debate in um uh, in the NBA. But um, so with with it coming out soon, everyone's placing their votes. Uh, we we decided to talk about the top five. Who do you guys have from five to one as far as your MVP? Is you your own MVP ladder? Um, I, I you want you guys want to go each of us go say our, uh, or five or should we go five four three two one? Each of us give our five. Everybody say five. Everybody say four. Okay. okay. Eric, go. Eric, do you want to do the honors to kick it off? Um, five. I say um, Luca. I'll go. This was tough for me. I went back and forth, but um, SGA. it's uh, pretty good. I figured to go from the top three pick to a play-in game. I mean, come on, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, only because the Mavericks made a trade. <laughs> yes, that. Hey, that's actually a good point, and that's kind of funny that the guy who's that you I voted mean, he for, was, he was arguably top three, three before that. I know, I know, and so close to the scoring title. Um, for or my five was be uh, would be Sabonis, just because Sacramento. Everyone they made a trade last year. Everyone kind of laughed at Sacramento for doing that oh, trade. No, you know, that's Sabonis guy. Man, come on, man. Let's go, man. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's checked the ball, man. He just wants the ball checked. MVP, man. <laughs> MVP. Turn that team's fortunes around. MVP. When he, when he told me that, I go, my problem is MVP. Is We're not just talking about a guy that's an all-star and play well. You're talking about MVP in the, of the league. I said, my my whole thing is, if he's not even the best player on his team, I can't give him that vote. De'Aaron Fox arguably has is had a better year. Well, and they said De'Aaron Fox is probably one of the clutch players in the league this year, too. Hey, you guys, you guys I, I understand, Mark, because I don't understand how you and your people think, man. Y'all, you know. <laughs> Let's go, man. What's number four, man? He averaged what nineteen, twelve, and seven. I yeah, mean, it, it was it was like a mini Jokic type of year. Yeah, 
How come he's not getting the credit for it? Jokic gets all the credit, but he's and a, and a three seed, right? Yeah, three seed. We're saying record matters. <laughs> and I mean his story too. You know, he's got a good story. You know, everyone thought it was a bad trade for uh, Sacramento last year. Everyone said, so "Why did you put John Moran in there?" Then he was a two seed. Yeah, but I, I think that the optics of his negative story this <laughs> year too, though. But they don't have anything to do with playing. That's true. Yeah. Uh, okay. you, guys, you guys killed by five. I'm sorry. This guy. No, you pick who you pick. All right, four. Marcus, you go, man, because I don't know what you're going to say, man. We'll need to end the <laughs> You got to go first, man. Uh, for, uh, for my four, I'm going to go uh, Jason Tatum uh, for my four. Four, Tatum. Tatum, same here. Right. Okay. On the same page here. There you go. This, this, this is where it gets a little interesting, though. Three, two, one. Three, I'll go first. Three. Yeah. Jokic. Go ahead, Marcus. I'm going to go Jokic as well as my three. Jokic. Ah. Two. Eric, you want to go first in this one? No. no, (laughs) I'll go first again. Two. Giannis. Two. I'm going to go in uh, the Greek freak, Giannis as well. Uh Uh-oh. (laughs) <laughs> Eric, I got Eric. I got co MVPs, guys. Oh wow. man, co MVPs. Trick question. There is no two, huh? Yes, they can um, have the same amount of votes. Yes, have co MVPs. I have a feeling if Marcus would have said that, you would have been all over his ass. <laughs> I would have. <laughs> okay, good. At least, at least you're honest about that. Um, obviously, you all have Joel winning. I think this vote, it, like it always comes down to first place votes, but I think this particular year is going to come down to second place votes. Yeah. And, and who's getting those second-place votes. Um, So if I thought Joel could be hurt, it could be hurt by that. Because I think Joel – I think Giannis is going to be – it's going to be hard for people to put him third. Um, Yeah. So I I don't think a lot of people understand the whole voting process – it's about your accumulation of points, not just, you know, you get more points for first place, more for second, you know, than third or whatever, than fourth, fifth. Um, if I had to, if y'all making me choose between the two, I'll say Joel wins it. Okay. Um, You're a good Philly man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll say Joel wins it. I, I do think that he'll win, win it. Okay. My perspective is you think there should be co-MVPs. I think it should be co-MVPs. I, I really do. Okay. I think what Giannis has done in their first place, and that goes into that, oh, well, look at his teammates, and he plays well. well Joel got teammates too. Yeah. Some really good teammates, but I mean, he averaged, what, 32, 12, and 7 or something like that, like? Are you talking about Giannis? 
Yep. Yes. Yeah. 31, 12, 6. And that's one of those, along with, you know, that hadn't been done since, and shooting 50% from the field hadn't been done since Wilt, <laughs> like all these other people <laughs> accomplishing stuff. Yeah. So, you just you can't take for granted, like, what he did, man. Like, if, if, if Joel did what Giannis did, we would tear the house down if somebody said he wasn't MVP. You're damn right. <laughs> and, and you know what I'm saying? And we were first place, and he put up those numbers. We would tear the house down. Mm. It shouldn't even be a close second. So we got to be fair now. Yeah. <laughs> I know we homers, but we got to be fair. I agree. Yeah. They both had amazing seasons. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I think Joel will, will get voted in. But it would I, not shock me if Giannis wins. It'll shock me if Joker wins. That'll shock me. Mm-hmm. But, I, I think, but I'm still afraid of it's been too silent. It's been too silent for the people that have pushed for him all year long. They have not changed their vote. They just got silent. So I don't think they changed their vote. Uh, JJ Reddick changed his vote on first take today. He went from Joker to Giannis. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, that ain't for Joel. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm really thinking. Like, and I think a lot of people that changed their votes, maybe people that like that went from Joker, don't necessarily mean they're going to Joel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a lot of changes may go to Joe um, to Giannis. Yeah. A lot of Jokic lovers are. And beat haters. So if they're going from anyone to, to, to anyone, they're not going from uh, Jokic to MB. They're going to, to Giannis. And, and it's stupid, I know, but but what I'm saying is, and if they do go from Giannis, I mean from Joker to Giannis, then where do they put Joel? Third place? Yes. That's what I'm saying. Like that's where I think those second place votes are going to matter. Um because I think it's going to be hard for someone to, and I'm sure you'll have some people out there that don't have them one, two, and three. Yeah. But not many people. Yeah. You know, you may have Shai that can, that, that can sneak in there in some top three picks. Um, and I'd imagine someone that's a beat writer in Oklahoma City or someone like wouldn't surprise me if they put him up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Boston Tatum, yes. Tatum's gonna be up there in some. Um, but nationally, I just I just think like like I said before, and I still stand by it, that I felt one through four and five and five before Dallas kind of slid, that this could be the tightest race one through five that we've seen. Yeah, I probably think it's going to be the tightest race one through three that yeah. we've seen, and I think Jason will end up fourth. Maybe not close, but I think because I think he'll consistently get that fourth vote. Yeah, one, two, and three depends on who you ask on the order. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I, I I I I think there's some truth to Joel getting some first place votes and a lot of third place votes. 
I think Joker gets some first place, some seconds. I think Giannis gets some first, second, some thirds. And that's that could push you. Actually, I think, you know, so it's it's gonna be interesting. That vote is really gonna be interesting. Should have had yeah. a live TV show where people gotta put place they vote. I know. Did they should have made a whole thing about it? <laughs> they could have, man. They will. Live they will. The future. Live this would have been, this would have been really big. Yeah. Like counting them, almost like you do for like Congress, like having like count votes, just like yeah. yay, nay. Yeah, yeah. Vote in it. yeah, yeah. Like you know, they Bill Simmons, Simmons, Ringer, uh, and they say that whoever they're voting for in, in the big room, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Or just have a guy just counts them up. Be like one, and just put them in a box. You have little counters at the bottom. I think that would be huge. That would have gotten really good ratings. Oh yeah, yeah. Do like that. They did a lottery. Yeah, exactly. Cool I mean, show. it's no more ridiculous than televising and making a big deal of a lottery of ping pong balls. Yeah. I mean, come on now. It's, it's all you know. It's all ridiculous. Why not just maximize it? Mm-hmm. I'm, sure the, I'm sure in the future you'll see that. Yeah, this would have been a great one to do it on. Um, yeah, man, it's it's going to be real interesting. I mean, the, the Vegas oh, odds have, have Embiid as an overwhelming favorite, so and and that and that's changed drastically over the last few weeks. So yeah, it, it moved big after that Boston game, big time. It was it, already, it was already trending in that direction anyway. With the uh, Yoga just skid, and then Embiid kind of like start starting to get that you know the momentum again, and then it yeah, went. I, mean, I, I, I think it all changed when um, Kendrick Perkins um, took it to the race. Yeah, so let's call it out. Um, it did. It didn't change in the odds, but I don't. It, I don't think it changed. changed from, thought about it. I don't. I don't think it changed. But I don't think it changed in the voters. I just it, it, it changed in the conversation mm-hmm. because you had a lot of people that were given reasons for why they thought Joker would win are silent. But silent doesn't mean they changed their vote. It's like. I know a lot of people that don't that vote Republican that don't talk like they vote Republican. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I know a lot of people like that in yeah. my atmosphere. Yeah. But they won't let you know, but that's how they vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's the same here. I, I, th- I really do think it's the same here. You have a lot of people that just got silent because it went from me trying to say why I think he's the Winner to now, I'm only doing it for race. Yep. So they just be like, all right, well, let me just kind of step away. Yep. But step away in silent don't mean they change their vote. Yeah, Eric, it's like in uh, in the D.C. area when you see someone who doesn't have a yard sign, you'll have you'll see like Democrat, Democrat, but the, the house that don't have a yard sign, like okay, well, that's clearly that person's voting for. Them. They just don't want yeah. to see what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. 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 I'm also curious to see the whole first and second team. It'd be really funny if like Joel won MVP and then Jokic got first team center. That'd be funny. And I wouldn't be surprised either, to be honest with you. Like split it up that way. But I I, I do think a they're huge... the same position, right? Mm-hmm. Giannis gonna be on there. <laughs> yeah, Giannis will get the four. He'll get he'll be the four no matter what. That's what I'm saying. Center is gonna be they should duel for it. Um I think what's really going to help Joel is he hasn't won one yet. Yes. I think that's a huge plus for him because everyone's like, just give him one. I mean, some of the people that, that kind of change their votes are like, all right, I, 
I've come around. Just give Joel his MVP. Just give it to him. He he needs one. Yeah. And we'll see. What, what they announced that what like midway through the playoffs? Is that when they, they it comes public? Like the second second round? I do. No, like date for it, right? They just like randomly all of a sudden show up at that stadium and they're yeah. like, oh, well, the TNT does the, uh, they randomly uh, show, like bring the awards to people and stuff. At least like the, like they do that the sixth man uh, of the year and uh, all the other awards, the defensive player of the year. They like surprise people and they have someone filming it. Uh, but uh, MVP hopefully we're still playing when they announce ah. it. Yeah, hopefully. I know, man, because you, cause you know Giannis will. <laughs> hopefully we're still playing. Let's, let's make it that way. I don't. Right. Know, that's another potential series. I know you guys think I'm crazy, but Toronto, Milwaukee. That that could be six, six, seven games we're talking about. No, I'm, I don't know. I mean, it could be, but so could Brooklyn <laughs> and the Sixers, man. I, could be. <laughs> but you know, you picking the ninth. You picking the ninth seed over the one, the seven over the two. But we're not talking about the six over the three. I think that'll be a gentleman's sweep, but I think the other one's going to be uh, seven, <laughs> six or seven. <laughs> okay. All right, man. All right. We'll see. We'll see. All right. I'm just joking anyway. Um, all right, guys. Well, uh, we'll see you guys Friday as we preview round one, uh, Brooklyn and Philadelphia. And we'll also maybe get touch a little bit on the other uh, matchups because everything should be set by Friday when we have our next show. So we'll see you guys Friday. We hope you guys enjoyed the episode. All right. Thanks. Take it all easy. Hey, right. fellas. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.